2: Welcome to The World in 10, where we move forward with the times, at least when it appears in the times.
0: That is a baffling intro, Toby (laughs) Gillis.
2: Thank you, Eleanor Shearwood. Uh, It makes sense in a way because our top two stories, at least, are about organisations who are adapting to the world in new ways.
0: Ah, very insightful. Let's get started, shall we? Who am I to judge is something I say pretty much every day. But more importantly, it's something the Pope said a decade ago when asked whether there was a gay lobby in the Vatican.
2: Yeah, the quote in full was, if a person is gay and seeks God and has good will, who am I to judge? Mm-hmm. Why are we talking about it today? Well, because we've had the strongest hint yet that those attitudes might lead to real change.
0: So he's given an admittedly quite cautious backing to the idea that the Catholic Church could bless gay unions. Now, just to be clear, we're not talking about gay marriages. Pope Francis doesn't agree with that but in a letter he says asking for a blessing is essentially asking for help from God to live better and that actually those blessings might be possible
2: and I suppose we should quote him again shouldn't Mm -hmm. we we cannot be judges he says who only deny push back and exclude
0: interesting that he used we there though because not everyone seems to agree I asked the Times correspondent in Rome Tom Kington whether other high ups in the Catholic Church would be on side
1: this is very much in Pope Francis's sort of rather informal style, saying let let's not get out the rule book and rewrite it. But guys, if you'd like to bless a gay union and you think they're okay, then sure. It's a rather sort of yeah informal approach, which you can imagine enrages some of the more uh, rigid doctrinal cardinals within the church. Another thing to point out here is that the Synod is being held after months and months of consultations in dioceses around the world. And that, again, is very much Francis's style. He, he wants to be able to say that he's consulting grassroots Catholics. Um, I think that he's hoping that uh, what comes out of this Synod will perhaps vindicate some of his, his more uh, liberal leanings. That Synod he mentioned...
2: Basically an important meeting of bishops that starts this week. Uh, It might actually touch on a number of issues, though, which could anger, I think it's fair to say, more conservative Catholics.
0: Yeah, so famously women can't become bishops, but it looks like the Pope might be willing to find a middle ground there too.
1: One compromise could be to allow them to become deacons within the church, so handling some responsibilities, but not those those key responsibilities during a mass that the priest would, would hold. Um, that's on the agenda for discussion at the synod, and given that for the first time he has allowed women to take part in the synod and given them a vote – We could see a push at this event for precisely that. Conservatives think that that's just the thin end of the wedge, that it's a warm-up to eventually getting female priests into the job.
0: Tom will, I'm sure, be across all key developments from that meeting and you'll be able to keep up to date at thetimes.co.uk.
2: from one organisation going against their own beliefs to another as a row breaks out in the UK about an ambulance service which is giving men a year of paid leave for the male menopause, even though the condition uh, doesn't exist, at least in this country.
0: So for your time off, you need to have worked for the East Midlands Ambulance Service for a long time and suffer from symptoms like mood swings and irritability, a lack of enthusiasm or energy. It's just
2: daily for me.
0: I'm <laughs> <laughs> finding it hard to sleep. Is that daily as well? Yeah,
2: it really is. Yeah. The thing that makes this amazing though is if you go on the website for the National Health Service, it describes male menopause as and this is a quote, an unhelpful term sometimes used in the media, misleading because it suggests the symptoms are the result of a sudden drop in testosterone in middle age similar to what occurs in the female menopause this is not true yeah, they
0: genuinely <laughs> say it might be a midlife yes, crisis do, yes <laughs> okay so how does this ambulance service justify it well it kind of doesn't publicly it just confirmed this time off is its policy by the way nhs england the national body has confirmed this is not national policy
2: hopefully ellie i can get some cash and time off for tobiitis. That's um, a serious condition that I've just made up.
0: You've made that up?
2: (laughs) Sumo wrestling. Big men in every direction fighting, right? Well, not anymore because Japan has changed the rules and skinnier and shorter wrestlers are being invited to become a trainee rikishi.
0: So, until now, a 15-year-old boy's had to be a minimum of 5 foot 5 and 147 pounds. That's about 10 and a half stone to get onto the national programme. Well, now that limit's disappeared as interest in becoming a wrestler's kind of declined. Yeah,
2: it's being blamed on too many alternative options, uh, as as well as a waning birth rate. And there are some experts that think people are just too scared of the punishing training.
0: And actually, it seems like being small is not really a barrier to winning because we've spoken to Steve Paikman. He's the president of British Sumo and he reckons it's a good move by those in charge. I
3: mean, it's a fantastic thing to see these big lads when they're on the dojo. But I think this year there was something like perhaps 34 youngsters wanting to become professional sumo wrestlers. So, in Japan, although sumo is the national sport, one of the great symbols of Japan, it hasn't been popular. It is a very, very, very harsh environment. But, hey, there's a lot of fight in smaller people, and there have been some great smaller wrestlers over the years. You don't have to be a massive wrestler to be a grand champion, a Yokozuna. I mean, one of the greatest of all time, Shionofuji. He was only about 115, 120 kilograms. And he was up against Konishki, the dump truck from Hawaii, who was over 200 kilograms. So you haven't got to be a huge person. You can be smaller and skillful. Eleanor, I think you've got a chance.
0: Yeah, one thing hasn't changed, though, Toby. You've still got to be male. Ah. Amazon prices versus bookshop's knowledge, quaintness, it's a long-fought battle. And now, in France at least, a possible solution.
1: Yeah,
2: and for once, it's Amazon, the Goliath to the bookshop's David, if you will, Mm. that's lost because it must now add a minimum of €3 to every book order, For context, that price used to be just one cent.
0: Yeah, and needless to say, Amazon's not happy about it, and they've taken it to court. Yeah,
2: it is still being enforced, though. France's 3,500 booksellers, therefore, claiming victory. They say that they're important because they help up-and-coming authors and they keep literature fresh.
0: Which is interesting, because at the moment, especially, it kind of seems like the only people with new books out are celebrities. (laughs) I mean, right now you've got Millie Bobby Brown, Britney Spears. Okay, Toby big question. Would you pay an extra three euros to order those from the comfort of your own home?
2: Um, if those are my choices, Eleanor, I'm never reading again, whatever the cost.
3: <laughs>
2: Dress up, behave with decorum, or don't come. Stag and Hindus the British bachelor or bachelorette parties are being warned, that is the warning, seriously warned by the Spanish city of Seville.
0: Yeah, the city's new mayor, Jose Luis Sanz, has actually introduced a law to that effect. It states that he has no interest whatsoever in the type of tourism they bring in, highlighting in particular costumes that may violate the moral or sexual integrity of another person.
2: <laughs> uh, what, so basically don't go out in your pants? Yeah, basically. Yeah, rightly so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but even if some of us older folk have been on some pretty debaucherous trips, apparently not everyone does anymore. James Badley organises these stag and hen parties abroad for a living.
3: If anything I think probably they're becoming more slightly more civilised, you know, we see a lot of joint stag and hen do's now and probably slightly less of the excess stuff that you may have seen sort of in the sort of early noughties.
0: Not as horrifying as some I've been
3: on. Yeah, me too, but
2: I am past that now. <laughs> Time for a sedate trip to Seville, I think. Yeah. Except I'm booked for tomorrow's podcast, so I'll have to stick to London, unfortunately. See you then.
3: Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right because rust-oleum's new custom spray five-in-one gives you control with five different spray patterns so you can tackle nooks crannies edges and curves without worrying about drips runs uneven coverage or anything else custom spray five-in-one only from rust-oleum